The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host, guest, random reptoid, or chupacabra may not necessarily reflect those of AM 950 Radio, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Now, it's time to step into the unknown. There are things people experience but never talk about. A shadow moving in the corner, flickering of the lights, a disembodied voice. We invite you to talk with us, share your story, share your experience, because this isn't just your story, this is our story. This is Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken. And this is Ghost Box Radio on AM 950, where every night we talk about the paranormal, ufology, Bigfoot, and so much more. My name is Greg Bakken. Thank you very much for joining me tonight. It's Friday, which of course means casual Friday, and I'm really excited. First of all, we got to the end of the week. That's the main thing. And also, finally, after about uh, 10 weeks away, we have Adam finally making an appearance at AM 950. Thanks for coming in for once. Yeah, I'm back. The snow is held off, so uh, I don't have to worry about uh, getting frozen out there, looking <laughs> looking like the end of the uh, Shining movie. You know. Well, though, if if you would have listened to Patrick's meteorological forecast, there's snow tomorrow. And tomorrow, I'm sitting in my warm house all by myself. Wow. Probably going to break out my new spirit box tomorrow. You sound like a lot of fun. What kind? So you got a new spirit box? Yes, my wife bought me the SB7. Nice, very nice. And she also bought me a Ouija board. Wow. Welcome so, to the club. So I, I had a Ouija board prior. It's a handmade one from an artist I listened to, a former lead singer of the Misfits. He had a bunch of them made up, and I bought one of those. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to do this in my house. I want to find another location. AM 950. Quite possibly. No. <laughs> I want to do a dual Ouija board. And spirit box session all at one time. Well, good luck with that. I know you won't want to be involved with that. I've heard your voicemail. Yeah. So, but I, I'm. So the, what? What's 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 uh, what's beckoning you to that? Doing this show has made me braver and braver and braver, and wanting to try new things in investigations, wanting me to go out and do new experiences. <laughs> I want to go Sasquatch hunting. I hate camping. I'm willing to do that to go find Bigfoot. Joanne. So things like that. Joanne's like, go to Greg's house. Thanks, Joanne. <laughs> Appreciate it. Hey, we've done it at my house, and it's uh, it's uh, something that, uh, you know, they remember. They remember. I have about seven of them, seven or so Ouija boards. Are they all the Mattel, like one of mine, or you got ones from throughout the decade? Oh, I got one that's over 100 years old. Ooh. I have one uh, that my friend Christy made me that's uh, glass. Nice. With a with a wood bottom, uh, then I have two of the uh, Mattel or Hasbro varieties. One that's been in my house the entire time I've been there, and I had no idea. Uh, <laughs> so that's uh, that was weird. Um, and then I have a like a mini one, an itty bitty one that someone gave me. Oh, we've also got the Mentos one at home, the little Mentos Ouija board. What's that? Um, you pick them up at like Spirit of Halloween or place like that. It's a Mentos can, but on top is a Ouija board, and the little mints inside look like little planchettes. Yeah. It's actually kind of neat. Edible. Yeah. An edible, edible Ouija, Ouija board. board. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um, now, do you have an Ouija board or a Ouija board? A Ouija board. 
Ouija board. Ouija. Wedgie board. Wedgie, a Ouija board. It's a Ouija board. Like like uh, Wheezy from <laughs> Jefferson. So got Wheezy board. It's a Wheezy board. <laughs> or when I was younger, it's like Elijah? How <laughs> yeah, do you right. pronounce this? <laughs> or a gyro? I was going to a Greek restaurant. I'll take one of your gyros. All right. Okay, now you're prompting me to tell a story that I maybe shouldn't tell, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, El Loro, yes. right? And, and other Mexican restaurants. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of a Michelada? No. So a Michelada is a beer with uh, tomato juice in it. And I like that sort of thing. Right on. All right. Two to three places now. And because I'm, I'm always unsure of how to say things right. Truly. I, that is one of the things. Because 99% of the time, I'm not going to say it right. Mm-hmm. So I go in uh, and I order a Michelada. And the guy is like, hmm, What? <laughs> I'm like a, a michelada? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, is it michelada? Oh, michelada. Okay, yeah, we'll get you a michelada. Is it that different? I don't think so. Unless, I don't think so. You know, maybe he was heard Michelob the first time. <clears throat> so I thought, okay, that's one place. Then you think that I would remember? It's oh. called a michelada. Of course, I don't. You know, let's. This is me. And I go to another place in uh, Rush City, and I like, I'd like a. Like a michelada, and he's just like, I, I, I don't know what that is. A michelada? No. Oh, a michelada. Oh, a michelada. Okay, yeah, we'll get you a michelada. And my friend, you know, Tree, you know, mm-hmm. Tree. Yeah. She's there, and she's just laughing her ass off because she's just like, really? And I'm like, I know. And this is like the second, <laughs> third place. And she's like, well, why don't you learn how to say it right? And I'm like, well, that's a whole other problem. So yeah. you know, well, one one issue at a time, okay. That's when you just need to type it into Google on your phone, turn up the volume, right. you're like, Michelada. <laughs> or, or, no, I, uh, good idea, but how about I just record myself saying it, and every time, you know, what would you like? Hold on, Michelada. You know, and I press the button on the phone. I record it myself in my voice. There, there. That's even better. You know, the 45 minutes it takes me to finally, you know, fiddle with my phone to get it out and figure out where the recording is and I've all that stuff. I've got this file. Hold on, hold on. Yep. I know what I want. <laughs> well, I used to go. We used to go to this uh, chain Italian place, and one of my favorite things was, and I finally learned how to pronounce it after like four times, Gorgonzola. And I would always call it, yeah, I'll take the steak Gonzaga. <laughs> well, I don't think you're still saying it right, are you? I, I'm probably not, but at <laughs> least by the time before my lactose intolerance really kicked in. <laughs> I had it figured out enough to where the waiter could be like, oh, dumb white guy. Gotcha. Are you saying you can't say things right because you have lactose intolerance? Like I can't say dairy product names right because I have lactose intolerance. Yeah. All that chess, I can't eat it. Gorgonzola, right? Gorgonzaga. (laughs) Gorlia. (laughs) See, I, I can't do any of that. Like cheddar, I can't do that. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have any milk. <laughs> <laughs> Grade F milk, <laughs> perfect for bones. <laughs> Next, will you grinding up gym mats? <laughs> yes, I've seen that tree hustle. Or. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching it again. I've been. I've been. I. I still enjoy The Simpsons very much. I do too. I like that show. I don't. I don't believe. I mean, every to each their own. They can. Uh, not uh, like whatever they don't want to like, but I still get some good laughs out of it. And I've told you about the It episode of The Simpsons, right? Yeah. 
It was like not this past Treehouse of Horror, but the one before that. Well, it wasn't even a Treehouse of Horror. It was right before it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought it was, though. And then they had the Treehouse of Horror, which was really dark. Yeah. Really creepy. It was the one where uh, Marge gets some sort of thing in her and and she wants to kill uh, Maggie. (laughs) Like, whoa. And it's dark. It's really dark. As much as I like the these newer ones, I was st- I still to this day, Treehouse of Horrors one through eight, yeah, are so good. Yeah, you go back and watch those all the time. The Dracula one that was supposed to be based, you know, the spoof of the Francis yeah with with uh, Burns, yeah, and then uh, the one that was the Gremlin on the plane, and they had the Gremlin on the side of the school bus, uh, based on that Twilight episode with William Shatner. Those are still my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Those there's some really good, some really good ones there, and uh, yeah. So I've been I've been enjoying those, and and for those who are wondering what we're talking, what I'm talking about with the it episode, uh, there is a, uh, a an episode of The Simpsons. Uh, we're on like season 34 or something now, aren't we? Um, so it'd been season 33. Yeah, because it started in like 88 or 89. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was an episode that is a, a kind of a take on uh, it, the Stephen King it with the clown, but the clown is Krusty the Clown, and it's very dark. Actually, it's very funny, but it's also very dark. And there's actually a couple scary moments in there. Uh, but wait and watch the end credits. That is ridiculous because it's a lot of renderings of Krusty the Clown as the it clown, and they're dark they're creepy i mean it's just like whoa they they went there and i think a show that's been on for like thirty three thousand years you do kind of think that they're just like let's just do anything now because what what else are we going to do we can't do the status quo anymore we've been on for way too long and we need to do something to keep it fresh so you know good for them i think they're doing a great job with that yeah and i did like the tip of the cap there in the post-credit scenes going through the old uh drawings as they did in both the TV miniseries yep. and in the movies. Yes. Yes. And to me in the TV miniseries that was the creepiest part with Tim when, Curry. Yeah, when the pictures started to come alive. Yeah. And then he like hops up there in the front of it is like, "Hey." And it's just like, "Oh my." I think I was like 10 when that came out, so of course I had to expose my cousin Brandon to it who was 4 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So me and my buddy Wagner duct taped him to a chair. As and, one does. It made him watch it. Yeah. No. That's... He is still deathly afraid of clowns, and he's in his late 30s. I don't now. see how what you did was wrong at all. See? The cops, we told them that, too. And they, yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was only in jail for six months, and... Yeah, but I turned out all right. <laughs> well, yeah. Other than this teardrop tattoo under my eye. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, tonight, uh, one of the things I want to do, I uh, had question of the week, which uh, might have scared people away, actually. Uh, it is uh, – let's see here. Where is it? <laughs> that scared me away. Um, the question tonight is what is the scariest thing you've ever seen and you can't explain? And uh, we've had some responses. We'll read those in the second segment. But also, you know, one of the things, you know, Adam, you've you responded to it. And one of the things I really wanted to get across is – Please don't, you know, don't don't respond with some political like, well, when so-and-so went into office, that scared me. I can't explain why they were there. You know, it's like I don't want to hear it. I was you, around for Bay of Pigs and that scared the crap out of me. Right. You know, and it's just like I – listen, I 
you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm asking about. So, you know, please respond there. And that's probably why we didn't get that many responses this time, actually. Uh, Greg's telling us what to do again. But, you know, it's okay because we do have some responses. You have one that's pretty much could be published as a book that you put on Facebook. So, and I have a feeling that the explanation will actually be longer than what you put onto the the Facebook Oh, quite possibly. It's a good thing, you know, it's no longer, you know, it's a good thing that wasn't on Twitter and I would have had to pay for like tweet longer or whatever. It would be one of 700. Yeah. And, uh, bread. <laughs> so, yeah, we got, we got all that. And also, I want to invite our uh, listeners to call in. If you want to actually call in and talk about something scary you've seen, let's say paranormal wise, okay? I mean, let's, let's, I don't, let's again, I don't want to be, I don't want to hear from any party. Well, you know, when Biden, you know, he came in or when Trump came in. Oh, you know what? You keep that. Keep that away. This is a respite from, par- from, from paranormal. So sometimes you wonder, uh, but a respite from uh, political. Call in 952-946-6205. You call in at 952-946-6205. And uh, it's going to be uh, – it'll be interesting to hear what people have to say. We're going to read some. Before we go to break, Adam, I don't know if uh, – you know, I don't know if you listen to the show when you're not on. I don't expect you to. But last uh, Friday, I did. Um, I read a story about uh, someone in the government who's running one of the government agencies who thinks that uh, UFOs might be hiding among space junk around the Earth. You know, because we have such a clutter of space junk around. Uh, the Earth from all of our different, uh, not just Americas, but all the different uh, uh, space explorations and whatnot. And I'm watching currently a British television program. Uh, I don't know if you know, like Jerry Anderson, Thunderbirds, the Marionettes. Yeah. Uh, he did a show. He did a couple famous shows, one Space 1999, mm-hmm. but also UFO. I, I know Space 1999. I don't know UFO. UFO. It, well, and they call them UFOs, which is just ridiculous. But um, – uh, an episode like the next day I watched because I watched one a day uh, centered around a space like a UFO hiding among space junk from from discarded rockets that we launched. I'm like, well, that's weird. I mean, we I was just talking about that. I was just reading about it, and there it is. There's like I like I said before, there is a thing about coincidences that aren't too coincidental. No, not at all. Um, and uh, it's uh, very um, it, it's very interesting. And I, I mean, it seems so obvious. So actually, I mean, yeah. look look at uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Han Solo did it with the Empire uh, trash being uh, left off of the um, uh, what was what's their big ship that they have? The Empire has. You know what I'm talking the Star about? Star Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. The, and uh, that's where Boba Fett was too. Actually, as mm-hmm. it happened. So yeah, yeah. It's not far-fetched at all, and in one of the very believable ones, like living under the oceans, you know, I I, yeah. I, I, am a firm believer that aliens have been here longer than humans have been on this planet. Well, and I'm sure um, aliens at this point would be like, that's eh, the oldest trick in the book. <laughs> so <laughs> why don't we do this? Why don't we go ahead and take our first break? When we come back. We are going to be uh, reading through some of the uh, answers to our question of the week. I have a couple stories, and then uh, we're just going to be chatting. If you want to join in, 952-946-6205. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM950.
And welcome back to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. My name is Greg Bakken. The phone lines are open, 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. couple things, if you want to, uh, anything that you want to talk about, uh, give us a call. Let us know. What are the topics that are in your mind that are paranormal, UFO, uh, cryptid-related? Also, if you wanted to uh, chime in on the question of the week, you are more than welcome to do so. Once again, the question of the week is, what is the scariest thing that you've ever seen, but you can't explain. Uh, and uh, we are uh, definitely taking calls. I've, obviously, Adam, what that normally means when I say we're taking calls, that means no one's going to call in. But uh, you Usually. Know, usually. But, uh, you know. We've gotten a couple. We have. We have. And they're very good. I love it when people call in. So please consider doing so. Uh, so <clears throat> I wanted. I want to quickly uh, go through some of the uh, – uh, answers tonight, and then uh, I want to hear yours, Adam, as well. And uh, so, once again, the the question is: What is the scariest thing that you've ever seen that you can't explain? And the reason why I've uh, come up with that question is because I was thinking back to uh, my uh, episode with uh, Cindy Sauer. Did you hear that at all, Adam? No, I did not. Might be for the best. It's dark. Oh, okay. It yeah. was. It was. Been a lights on it was. I mean, after I finished here, I wanted to get out of here because it just. It. It just. I mean, talking about her exorcism, and she had two ascended exorcism, which meant you know, like on the shows, you see all like the, like you know the ghost adventures, people and stuff. Well, we got to do an emergency exorcism. There is no such thing. No, there isn't. Uh, but uh, this was an exorcism that was approved by the Vatican, and there was two of them that she went through. Ooh. And I asked her point blank on the show, do you think it's left you? And her response was, after a little bit of fidgeting, I think so. So I hope so, but uh, we got a call. Good. Uh, while, while Adam takes that, um, just a couple, once again, uh, what is the scariest thing that you've ever seen that you can't explain? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ruben, my friend Ruben wrote in. Uh, let's see. When I was a kid walking to the bus with my siblings in the middle of nowhere, six miles away from the nearest paved road, all of a sudden we all heard trucker CB talk coming out of the air. Lasted 30 seconds or so. It's been explained as possibly being an atmospheric, an atmospheric thing with radio signals bouncing but what was the speaker medium, right? I mean, like, I think what Ruben's getting at is like, sure, we know that the wavelengths can go all over. WCCO used to be able to be heard, like, way out, uh, you know, into Chicago, you know, coming from here. I mean, it used to go all over the place, but it has to go into somewhere. That's why you have receivers so that we could hear them. So that's what uh, Ruben's saying is what was the speaker because uh, there wasn't any round. Uh, so what, what was the speaker medium? Clouds. It was the 80s. Not We had we did not have headphones or AirPods on or anything like that. That's interesting. You know, and it's not – you know what's interesting about it? It's not scary, I mean, to me, but it's like what is that? Yeah, it totally is because the what is can definitely be scary, especially if you experienced it at a younger age. And then as you get older, you're like, okay – I want to experience this again so I can figure it out. Yeah, absolutely, which which is going to tie into what you're going to say, right? right. Uh, so what 
Once again, folks, if you want to answer this question or put anything in, you can put it into the chat at Ghostbox Radio at, uh, with Greg Bakken on Facebook or AM 950 Radio on Facebook as well. Or you can go to the phones, uh, 952-946-6205, which is where we're going to go right now. We have Nicole. Hi, Nicole. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Fantastic. <laughs> well, very good. So what's on your mind? So I uh, actually responded I saw um, that. on your Facebook post. Yeah, and so I thought I'd call in Please because do. Yeah. you're like, no one ever calls. And I was like, well, I'm Aww. listening in. I can call. How nice. I'll do that for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you almost make us sound legitimate. So, <laughs> so um, anyways, I had a very strange thing happen at the Hinsdale house in Mm -hmm. New York. Yes. And I know a lot of people have mixed feelings. You know, some paranormal investigators go there. They're like, nothing happened. And uh, when I went there, plenty of things happened, but I don't think the rest of the team that I was with experienced the same things I do because I'm sensitive and I'm also a medium. Yes. So uh, one of the most bizarre things that I saw there was when... I had gone to the pond, mm-hmm. um, in my mind's eye and through mediumship, I saw two bodies floating up, one a male and one a female. And I also saw the lady by the lake, which I got to tell you is really intimidating. And I wanted nothing to do with that pond, lake, whatever you want to call it. Sure. And I kept telling myself, this is just in my mind's eye. This is, I'm just, my mind is just replaying every horror movie I've ever seen. That's all that's happening <laughs> right now. And um, later we were speaking to the curator of the Hinsdale house, and she began to tell us how they did find bodies at the bottom of that pond. And I'm like, well, great, just fantastic. Um, But the thing that really freaked me out that I have no explanation for when it comes to that pond was at one point I was walking away from it, and for whatever reason, I decided to turn around and look back, and it was completely still. And when I say Mm. still, it was like someone took a photograph, like something in the universe pressed pause on that pond. Every ripple was still, little waves were still, like nothing was moving. It was just completely still. And of course, it's not like it was frozen. The water was moving just fine, but it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. And uh, I turned to the person who was with me, and I looked over at him. I'm like, are you seeing this? And he wasn't looking at the pond. He was he was checking something else out. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked back at the pond, the water was moving just fine. But that was just by far one of the most bizarre experiences I've ever had. Um, and that particular part wasn't scary, like seeing the bodies float up. Like that was Imagine, scary. Yeah. This was just weird. <laughs> do Do you have Do you have any thoughts onto uh, with with the work that you've done? Why Why that was still like any sort of like maybe not portal because that sounds like the opposite of a portal, but something that would uh, that would you know is is it something that was something even possibly happening there that needed to can like to almost like camouflage so that you wouldn't see it and it basically energetically put up like a big picture to, so there was is hiding whatever was really happening behind there well that's a really good theory it's as good as any to be honest i i don't have any theories i have no idea what could have caused that um but it really was as if something just paused that part of the universe mm-hmm. um 
you know, there's there's plenty of theories about aliens and UFOs around that area. Maybe mm-hmm. they did something. Like, I have no idea. Um, but it really was just a very, very bizarre experience. Um, so I can't say I intuitively tuned into any reason as to why that would have, was happened. I was just mesmerized, confused, perplexed. <laughs> like, <laughs> something's moving and it's completely still. Like, water does not pause like that. It was very bizarre. What what about that woman you said that you saw the the the, the intimidating yeah. one? What what mm-hmm. so was she was for lack of better words living while there's two bodies in the the pond, right? Yeah. Was she like gatekeeping yeah. that or something? I think that she was protective of of that area. I don't know if she was particular. I, I mean, I do feel like she was protective of that pond and i know i keep saying lady of the lake um because i think it's the same entity that people have talked about that they've seen you know in, in different lakes and ponds and bodies of water so it is possible that she had something to do with it and like mm. you said maybe she didn't want me to see what was going on maybe she you know maybe maybe she was part of the the tragedies that took place there who knows um but yeah she was um even just thinking about her, I get uncomfortable. Like, yeah, I did not like that energy at all. No, no, and it's it's and as we know, you really don't want to talk or think about it either. When because it just feels like that it's almost opening a door in some ways. I mean, it can feel that way, but but I like to I like to think that she's there in New York, <laughs> just doing her business, and that's what I meant. In Minnesota, doing your thing. I'm way out here, you know. And she could just stay there. She could traumatize whoever she's that, traumatizing. It's all good. That's what I meant. She's playing with someone else. That's yeah. what that's what I meant to say. Absolutely. Okay, Nicole. <laughs> and and we gotta we gotta catch up sometime. Okay. Sure. All righty. Sounds good. Thanks for calling in, Nicole. <laughs> Thanks. Uh-huh. Bye. So, bye-bye. And, uh, yeah, it, yeah, that uh, Hinsdale House, I've not investigated. Uh, we should get Daniel Kloss on. Uh, he's, he owns the house. And the uh, thing is, he's, he's everywhere. So it's like eh, a lot of places you can hear him. Um, he's a nice guy. Uh, and he, he's had that house for a long time. They did a lot of work. Do you know that place? Adam Hinsdale House. I've seen it on one of the paranormal shows that yeah. was on Ghost Hunters. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I I remember that they were able to debunk some shadows in the basement because of how the glass is and across the street. But they also caught like three disembodied voices, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them I don't remember which one. Like it wasn't on camera, but they witnessed an apparition there. Yeah, and that one's always kind of fascinated me too, because of. Not just because of the house itself, but when it was built, the native land that it initially was on mm-hmm. always kind of made me think that there's more of a land-based entity hanging out there. Yeah, yeah, very interesting, very interesting, very interesting story from Nicole. Now, Adam, what what happened to you? What's yours? Okay, so when I was a kid, um, I lived next door to St. Vincent de Paul Catholic Church in Middletown, uh, Indiana. Not Middletown, New Jersey. I wasn't that cool. No. Middletown, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I would go with my grandfather. He was the caretaker of the church. And I'd go over with him and help out, quote unquote, help out, you know, being, you know, a little kid. You're not really going to help much. You're just tagging along with grandpa. So we'd go down to the church basement. And I would, I swear, my hand to God, that there would be shadows moving in and out behind these old statues that used to be in the church and some that they had brought in from the cemetery that were old and needed work. So saw those a couple of times when I was really, really young. Mm-hmm. Didn't really th- 
know much about it. Just, okay, there's weird things going on in the basement. I don't like it. Grandpa, can we go? As I got older, I was still an altar boy and still part of the Catholic Church there. And I think it was, God, it had to have been about 96. So I was probably 15, 16 years old. Father Land Orland, who was the priest there at the time, uh, needed some things taken down the church basement. I'm like, okay, I, you know, I'm here early anyway, so I'm gonna, I'll roll these down for you, not a problem. So I grabbed a couple of boxes of stuff to take down to the basement and get down there, and those same statues are still there. So I, my thought is to get in and out as quickly as possible mm-hmm. because, you know, even at 16, it still kind of freaked me out. And I go down there, open up the door to the basement, take a couple of steps in, and for a handful of seconds, I couldn't tell you exactly how long it was, there was a dark figure just standing just past the doorway of the basement. And I know I put that it disappeared, for lack of a better term, in my post, but it was more like it evaporated, if you will. Sure. And... You know, I put the boxes down, shut the door, and ran right back up the stairs. Now, saying that, now being 43, doing this show for a couple of years with you now, I would love to experience that again and try some form of communication to figure out who or what it is that was down in the basement of that church. So, yes, it was the scariest moment of my life, but thanks to you and this show— it's now one of the more intriguing portions of my life that I would like to find out more information on. Well, and I think that's a really good point, uh, and I think this is good for uh, most people who uh, are, you know, face to face with something that they may not really understand. Is very simply that uh, that just because something is dark doesn't mean it's dark or bad natured, right? Exactly. I've uh, not only. When we had Sam Baltrusis on the show, but I've read uh, one of his books as well, and my theory on it has kind of been altered from what Sam has in his book, where shadow figures could be a mix of two things. It's either one dimension looking over to this dimension, like an Earth 1, Earth 2, or it's a apparition of a spirit who just doesn't, hasn't had enough energy to form completely. Mm-hmm. And because just because it's dark doesn't mean it's evil. It didn't come from the bowels of hell just because it's dark. Exactly. We shouldn't just take the fact, oh, it's a shadowy person. This must be evil. No, no. There are a handful of evil spirits out there. And believe me, you will know when it's evil. Oh, yeah. There is no mistake for those who don't understand. Like, you know, we've been talking about this a lot that – if if people who are like, oh, gosh, uh, you know, I, I kind of think we have a demon here or something. No, there's no kind of thinking about that. No. You know, there is something definitely not the case. Now, have I ever shown you my Velisca picture? Yeah, you have. So that to me is probably uh, – I'm putting it up now. It might be hard to see on online here. But um, what what we're looking at here, this is taken at a mirror. And those are two human eyes staring back at me. Yeah, that that one's creepy. Not as creepy as your voicemail. Yeah, well, you know, I seem to attract creepiness, so, you know. But, you know, I I think I would have – now, was this a digital camera or was this on film? No, this is not on film. It's a digital camera. It is a digital camera. So you saw that right away after you took it. 
Uh, we after we started going through stuff because we started seeing faces, a number of places in pictures that we took. Some of it just pareidolia. Yeah, but that's not pareidolia. In fact, if you were to uh, zoom in on that picture, there are more eyes. Yeah, yeah. That, I if I would have noticed that right away, I I definitely would have been you know calling down some light some you know some sort of protection for myself to be honest with you well the thing is with that too is we started seeing things in a lot of pictures that were being taken and Velisca is not near anything yeah in iowa and i really felt like there was no escape oh you know it it started i mean and part of that is certainly you know it's psychosomatic i get that Mm -hmm. but part of it also was that it's just like it felt we had such oppression happening in that place that it felt like that uh, as soon as uh, if we were to get in the car that something was going to happen to us. Ooh. And it did. Yeah, you told me about this part too, yeah. It did. So, uh, But that was during the day. Yeah. Luckily. But uh, we had we had uh, somebody at work who said to me before the trip, wouldn't it be funny if like – some t- a tire blew out or something like because uh, they knew we were going to Velisca. Hilarious, yeah, yeah, real fun. Uh, well, the next morning after a very harsh evening at Velisca, I'm I'm in the back seat and I keep getting jolted awake. I knew immediately I had an attachment, and uh, the people who were with me were ill prepared to help me in any possible way, even to tell me you should talk to this person, you should talk to that person. They didn't have anything. And they're the ones who've been doing it for a while, and uh, so Vicky, who is the one that organized the whole thing, she's just like, "I'm really tired. Uh, can can Greg? Can you drive?" I'm like, "Yeah, I can drive. I'm not falling asleep or anything. We're making good time." And all of a sudden, two tires blow Ugh. on the car and the truck, and uh, that was. Uh, and when I came back to work, the guy who was like, "Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be funny if if tire blew?" He count, he's like, looks at me, goes. How was it? And I'm like, two tires blew out of the truck on the way back. And he literally looked at his computer, started working, and we never spoke of it again. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely, like, ridiculous. There's a lot more to it, but we got to fit in a break here. Uh, don't forget, we're going to read more of the responses to our question of the week. Don't forget, you can call in with anything on your mind if you want to answer uh, for the question of the week or if you have something else you want to talk about. You're listening to Ghost Box Radio on AM 950. And join us Monday as we bring on our guest, Echo Bodine, who is a psychic medium. She's a healer. She is very well known around, especially around the Twin Cities here. She's been uh, doing this work for a number of years and has been very successful with it. She also does the show Enough is Enough, which is on BoldBraveTV.com. So I'm really excited to have her on. I haven't spoken to her in probably about eight years. I had her on one of my other iterations of the show. So I'm really excited to have her on. Welcome back to Ghost Box Radio. It's Casual Friday. If there's something you want to talk about, give us a call, 952-946-6205. That's 952 952- Nine four six six two zero five. You can also put it into the comments. If you're watching us on Facebook, you'd be watching us on Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken or uh, AM 950 Radio uh, on Facebook. So let us know what's on your mind. Happy to do so. Otherwise, we're going to be going back to some answers 
Our question this week was, uh, what is the scariest thing you've ever seen that you can't explain? And to Adam's point, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is bad, but it's just we're in and we're in an area here doing paranormal and doing all this stuff that you know we just don't know what is what. If it doesn't make sense, obviously we're going to be questioning what it is, and it will take us by surprise. So, like what Adam was talking about, whatever that was, doesn't necessarily mean it's evil. It just means that it's taking us by surprise. We don't know what it is. And like to your point, Adam, you said that you want you would love to be able to find out now. Oh yeah, and. Like I said, early in my life, scared me. Scariest moment of my life. Now, like I said before, most intriguing. Because I would love to find out who or what is lingering in the basement of St. Vincent de Paul. Is it one of the original priests of the building? Is it someone who's come over from the graveyard? Are there multiple people in there? Do you know, why are they just hanging out? Just the basic questions. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Why are you here? What if there's somebody who needs to be crossed over? That too. Yeah. You figure that'd be the best place to do it would be being at a church. Which is odd, isn't it? Yeah. The, the idea that they're like, obviously, you know, I think the, I think I need help. I'm going to come here. But no one there knows how to do that because they have their own way of doing things. Yeah. Or they're not in tune and or yeah. just completely ignore, oh, it must be the radiator. or my, you know, Yeah. That noise got to be, you know, from this. It's an old <laughs> building. So. Yeah. It, it, you know, that that happens all the time, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, going back to our question, which once again is uh, what is the scariest thing that you've ever seen that you can't explain? Uh, Christy wrote in. She says that uh, a couple of people in her group were on an investigation and loud drumming and chanting were coming from right outside, whip the door open, and it instantly stops. No one there. Yeah, I saw that one on the uh, on the uh, Facebook feed today. That that's that's fun, or I, probably not fun for her, but that would be very fun to be a part of an investigation. Be like, okay, where's this noise coming from? Open the door, nothing there. It's like, all right, then you go outside, and then you try not to get lost in the woods if there's woods around. But I think that would be a fantastic experience. Oh yeah, no, I I think that would be that would be pretty amazing. Uh, Carl says uh, the pe- uh, what scares him is people who believe in Bigfoot. They terrify me. I'm like, come on. Uh, he says seriously though, I've never seen anything on an investigation or otherwise. Heard and recorded sounds, yes, but no visuals. Uh, so fair enough. I, I it's odd that someone would be like. Uh, and maybe he is completely kidding, but there are people out there who are like, yeah, people who believe in Bigfoot. Um, it just It's just really odd to me that uh, if you are a paranormal investigator, I would think that – and I've run into this. I would think that the whole package is up for grabs in terms of like paranormal is not just spirit-related. Paranormal is uh, spirit, ufology, cryptozoology, anything that cannot be explained, the pseudoscience – uh, a lot of, you know, most people consider paranormal just spirits and that's that's only part of it. So it's like it always surprises me when someone will be like, yeah, there's – I believe in spirits. Do you believe in aliens? Oh, no. No, I can't. No, that doesn't – that's too far for me. You know, everyone has their own threshold. I get that. But it just – it's like oh, I just assumed, wrongly assumed that everybody would be on board with all those concepts. Yeah. You know, I luckily – for this to work, you know, us working together, I, to me, paranormal is that entire package, mm-hmm. you know, and 
like there's one in the uh, comments here on Facebook from uh, Joanne. Mm-hmm. Uh, cryptid I've never heard of, and I love cryptids. But she's got Lizzie the Dragon Monster. She saw it when she was 12. She says yeah. she's not going to go back there ever again. She's out of Canada. I'll pop that up there. And, yeah, that's one I've never heard of. And I would actually like more to this story about what she actually saw. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's really interesting, and it I'm I'm always I'm not surprised. I guess I was gonna say I'm always surprised, but I'm not surprised by how many um, new sort of cryptids show up every time we do a show. You know, like Lizzie the Monster. I've never heard of Lizzie the Monster. Doesn't mean that it's not real. It just means another one I haven't heard of. Yeah, you know? it's like I had never heard of Peppy before I moved up here. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. uh, it was probably about 10, 15 years ago was the first time I had ever heard of Ogopogo, mm-hmm. which, you know, outdates Nessie by about 700 years. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're always discovering these new, you know, I guess, regional cryptids. And it makes sense that there's different cryptids in different part of the world, different, you know, different areas of the world, because even if there is a natural explanation Mother Nature has a time to, you know, they'll throw us a curveball from time to time, and all of a sudden you get what's probably a lake worm or lake eel, instead of being, you know, three feet long, ends up being 12 feet long. Well, and when I I interviewed uh, Lyle Blackburn a couple weeks back, uh, one of the things that I had asked him, because when we're talking about, say, like uh, a Bigfoot-type creature, okay, Mm -hmm. Like like a Sasquatch, and I asked him, "Is what is what is more of the characteristic? Is it is it uh, the fact that there are creatures like that out there, or is it the stories that we have in those regions that we put around him that is more of the story here? Because these creatures." M- probably aren't all that different you know a a swamp skunk isn't going to be all that much different than a uh bigfoot up here apart from their environment and how they have to adapt but it's like our interactions with them is what actually creates the the myths yeah the folklore of it absolutely so that's my thought on it and i feel like that uh you know it's fascinating that there's so many that come out of nowhere. To me, they come out of nowhere. I'm by no means a cryptid expert, uh, but I love to hear more and more about them. I love to try to get to the deeper levels than, say, like a, a Nessie or something like that, which everyone knows about. I'd much rather get into all the weird. And the thing is, is like these off, like these, these uh, uh, and then Joanne just said it was like a dragon on top and a Nessie body. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Well, and the thing is, it's like what if these legends in some of these regions are just animals that we know that have been born with deformities? Yeah. Like they're one-offs. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like um, there's the story of what's quote-unquote the Sarah Azul monster in Central America. Yep. There's a photo of it. There was like these four or five kids who witnessed it or whatever. All it was was a hairless sloth. <laughs> it was a sloth that had a yep. mutation. Mm-hmm. And – yeah, the mutation could turn something into a river monster, a lake monster. It, dare I say, like a Mothman type thing. Yeah. Or, you know, all these one-offs can definitely create all of these legends. And who knows if these one-offs 
decide to, you know, if they end up breeding, there might not be another one-off, but then there might create three or four one-offs in whatever the litter, school, whatever it might be. And uh, I personally, I personally believe like that's, in my mind, that's what Chupacabra is. Not a one-off though, but I think that it's it's just something that that is not quite as defined as I think that they would like him to be. Yeah, I think it's a feral something. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Adam, did you hear that there was a fire over at not the Conjuring House, but at the barn of the Conjuring House? Yes, I did read about that. Reddit's kind of like my new place to find the paranormal uh, rumor mill. Yeah, and but it turns out this is was legit. The barn actually caught on fire. Yeah, you know they they were quick to say, but it wasn't started by a ghost. It's like, well, are we sure? I mean, you can't you can't be too sure. I mean, it's like honestly, when people are talking about it, for those who who may not understand what we're talking about, the Conjuring House. If you've ever seen the Conjuring movies, uh, really only the first. It's like the Conjuring series, but only the first movie took place in the Conjuring House. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and that had uh, that's what started the the film series with the uh, fictional versions of Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, but the thing is with that is that is, first of all, a very expensive place to investigate. Very expensive. Oh, I imagine. And, uh, and, and more power to them if that's what they want to do. But I also um, – everyone goes there. And I, I personally am done going to places that everyone goes to. I want to go to places that are unique, off the, off the map, you know, places that are uh, just like – you know that hasn't been advertised that's what i look for that's why you know whether we liked it or not that masonic lodge oh yeah you know no one's investigated there before that's what i want to bring to the table there's two places i want to do that have been overly investigated but i'm with you 100 percent on the rest i want to go to the place that nobody's ever tried but the, the two i want to do is i want to do waverly and mm-hmm. i want to do eastern state penitentiary I want to do Waverly with my friends. I mean, like I'd love to do it with like Denise and Ernie Pack. That would be fun. I would love to make that trip back to yeah. the area I grew up in right. for once in my life for not a funeral and <laughs> you know g- go look for dead people. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Ab- absolutely. And and that's that's just it. I mean, that's uh the uh really um there are yeah, there's a couple of places that I guess might be more well known that I I wouldn't mind going but Ultimately, you know, when I hear people who go there all the time and they're – you know, when you have the same people go to these places all the time, in my opinion, they start creating a narrative and uh, – Joanne uh, – start, uh, uh, you know, creating a narrative. Now, Joanne says investigation into the tomb where Jesus was. Here's the thing. Uh, so for class, I pulled out through one of my uh, – uh, one of my ghost box lives when I used to do the weekly spirit box uh, Easter back in 2022, I did and because I'm Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so I, we always say don't lead with your religion when you're doing investigations and stuff. But I did one where I, I wanted to reach out to uh, Mother Mary and I was Easter. And I had this memory of doing it on a spirit box. And I said, Mother Mary, are you here? And you get this response. I'm here. And so I went this last week and I found that episode and I cut that out and I listened to it again. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, there it is. 
but it's a male voice. But it's like and, – and the response is like, I'm here. And yeah. it's just – I mean I'm getting chills now actually. Yeah. It's there, And I, I, I don't doubt for a second that isn't her. It doesn't have to be a female voice coming through the box to be a female. No. But it is a very interesting thing and uh, I don't know. I just – I thought that was pretty amazing. I, 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 I mean, if that did not that aged just fine. That was a, that was really cool to hear that again. I really like that. And you know, like you said, it doesn't have to sound like a female voice to be a female or a male voice to be a male. As you know, when Gary Galka was on here, and he's like, they visualize, mm-hmm. and then that's the words that come out. Absolutely. So it could be any gender, yep. or. Species, for that matter, because we could be talking to star people, for all we know. All we know, absolutely, and that's one of the things that uh, you know. And, and I always say, if you can get a response, good. That's all that matters. You get a response, they're not yelling at you, they're not swearing at you, they're not calling themselves anything, you, any names you don't want to hear. I think that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, as we wrap up the week, don't forget on Monday we're going to have on Echo Bodine. Uh, she is a uh, psychic medium and a healer. She is fantastic, and I can't wait to have her on the show again. Please make sure to visit ghostboxradio.com to find past episodes of our radio show and like us over on Facebook at Ghostbox Radio with Greg Bakken. Also send any comments or feedback about the show to comment at ghostboxradio.com. And don't forget to check out the Best of Ghost Box Radio airing tomorrow night at 8.05 and Sunday at 4.05 p.m. on AM 950. We have some great episodes this week. And then finally, whether you're chasing spirits or just drinking them tonight, please be careful out there. And we're going to see you Monday as we have on Echo Bodine. Everyone, have a great weekend and take care. <laughs>